the news that FTX was an entire Ponzi scam is not now recent news. Coming a few months after the lunar blow-up, the whole thing had a massive impact on the whole economy, not just the so-called crypto economy. I always thought that despite all our talks of an alternative financial system, the Bitcoin economy is simply a wider reflection of the broader economy, merely expressed in different ways, with the benefits of a hard supply limit. I have advocated for a while that I think these blow-ups should have been expected in the overhyped crypto market, as most of it was clearly based upon a mis-selling of technology. But I also think it's the sign of things to come for the broader banking system. Yet the malaise of early 2023 signified to me, so much so, that I'm writing an episode about it, is that we have reached the bottom of the bear market. The bottom of the bear market is obvious in retrospect, but impossible to predict in real time. I think the last few months of 2022 and into 2023, we have seen what must have been the bottom of the bear market at around $15,000 and the consolidation into the 20,000s meaning we are above the 2017 all-time high, which now feels a long, long time ago, but still not quite at the peak of 2020 or 2021. Furthermore, something of a bear market may continue into 2024 as the broader economy in changes we haven't seen before. Yet equally, Bitcoin may rise and rise over the course of the next few months. What it shows is that the purchasing power of Bitcoin has declined, in my opinion, due to a general lack of spare capital available to invest. Energy prices across the West are rising, as are all commodities like food and other vitals, in what's being labelled a cost of living crisis. With both the legacy economy faltering and crucial nodes in the crypto economy collapsing, it has pushed Bitcoin to extraordinary lows against fiat money in recent years. The draining of the Bitcoin economy by fraudulent institutions who ran Ponzi schemes to help acquire Bitcoin has also rather taken the wind out of the sails that this was to be the institutional investors gobbling up Bitcoin as the option of their choice for spare capital rather than stocks, gold, property or share buybacks. The truth of it is, is that most corporations are now buckling under the pressure of the broader macroeconomic trends the tremendous inflationary pressures in the West, recalibrations of currencies relating to the dollar, and the rise of essential materials from suppliers all over the world, including labour, are changing in rapid time, naturally impacting the price of Bitcoin. The idea that Granny might start putting a few pounds into buying Bitcoin when she's freezing in her home and struggling to pay for food is laughable. Yet these global recalibrations are not without an end. There only needs to be a small amount of change in supply to price dynamic for hype to return, and the recalibration of 21 million to be realised. This, to me, signifies the bottom of the bear market. When one considers what the price of one Bitcoin is, the question really is, what can you afford to pay for a Bitcoin? How much can you afford to sell it for? What is it seen to be worth? The Bitcoin price is in equilibrium of all these things. But in the current market economy, the development of knowledge about how to use Bitcoin as a store of value, almost three years after Michael Saylor pioneered the first corporate strategy on using Bitcoin to replace inefficient cash reserves, has proved how slow to develop in recent years 
institutional interest has been. Which is not to say it is not coming, but an intelligent use of excess profits for CEOs and thought leaders, as well as ordinary people, has not been at the forefront of their mind. This is understandable. If having enough money to survive is your primary goal, then experimenting how to save that money you had into experimental cryptographic disinflationary technology might not be what you had in mind. With a general lack of money, the primary cause of the current recession due to the inflationary pressures of staples, then perhaps there could be worse things than experimenting with your monetary technology, but I digress. So we are in something of a bear market, and nearing the bottom, I believe, as I write in early 2023. In essence, the worst of the inflationary pressures is closing out. The market's altering to correct for increases in money supplies following the printing in early 2020 to bail out the banks, and the ordinary person made to suffer, as predicted, following the decision to pay people not to work. This money printing caused something of a rise in the price of Bitcoin in late 2020 and early 2021. Yet for Bitcoiners, on a Bitcoin standard, the price swings are of quite the importance. Not that it is a get-rich-quick scheme, and it depends on your levels of risk and goals, but it is a market signal of how to readjust your personal spending habits, if lifestyle changes are possible to implement, where to spend, how to manage debt, and much else that can be learned once you reach the bottom of the bear market. So in this episode, I think it's time to do a podcast of personal experience. The bear market is harder on the Bitcoiner than the general depression is on the user of the banking sector. We've talked about the halving cycle potentially being something of a return to the seasons of the pre-industrial age, where the coming of winter, summer, autumn and spring were met with great festivities and reverence, as each season represented a new coming age. There were drastic changes that needed to be undertook in order for people to get through to the next one. I am talking about crops and food storage, preparations with potential climactic impacts like flooding or droughts and the like. The hard time in winter, so that one may actually survive it, was also about trying to improve your lot for the next winter. Each year is a process to improve upon the last. This is the foundation of all civilization. Bitcoin works in a similar manner, except this is a four yearly cycle of years of depression and struggle in order to prepare for what is to come, what always comes, the new season. The regularity of seasons was baked into traditions and cultures. The same will happen with Bitcoin. Those who can naturally ride out the rhythms and rhymes of the cycle will prosper far more than those who live the same Mundale lifestyle at the same pace. The ecstasy of gold may be a meme in the Bitcoin community, but it is true. Understanding how the ecstasy of gold impacts your life and how to make the best of it will be one of the most important personal discoveries one can make. Bitcoin at the moment looks inherently unstable and volatile due to its originality and lack of understanding in the general population. Bitcoin can go times 10 within a few months, allowing for the types of wealth changes to happen overnight that might not normally be seen in an ordinary person's lifetime. The bear market can have the reverse effects. The switch between number go up and those days when Bitcoin hits a massive red candle 
are hard to predict and hard to deal with at times, but they force the sort of economic decisions that drive you forward in a far quicker time than the normal economy with all of its short-termism and consumerism. Like any scientific experiment, repetition of results or the changes in attitudes between production and consumption, the exact outcome may not be known for a few cycles, but I think in having read much about bear markets and experienced a few things, several lessons become more apparent. First, and perhaps most obviously, scams are outed much quicker in bear markets than bull markets. Unsustainable models are flushed out of the system with the receding tide quite quickly. It usually only takes one bear market to make the change. Strong models will remain working, trading, and they might even flourish in bear markets. In bear markets, they can be refined, secured, ready and prepared for the next bull market. The bear market is a time of great change and introspection, and maybe it should be. Maybe that's the way money should work, like a tired coming in and out at regular intervals over the year or decade, pushing and pulling your habits and life heuristics. In time with natural economic cycles, creating a sort of regulatory change in dopamine levels on a worldwide basis with an economic precision pushing and pulling the global unconscious. It doesn't take a genius to work out when something is going well, or if something is going badly. The results are fairly obvious. Either you are doing well, or you are doing badly. But the results should become more than evident. The ability to change in a bear market is much easier. When times are good, you might not want to upset the cart and make drastic changes if the model appears to work. Lose out on a few thousand pounds here and there, and that damage could be worth far, far more in a few months with a rapid increase in Bitcoin price. But do it in a bear market, and you have just that more time to settle in and pick up healthier habits. There is a time to make your time more efficient than before, and stack more Bitcoins than you had before the bear market started, when you might have taken some of those profits. These cycles are, I think, inherent in the Bitcoin model, and to a larger extent in feature, much more than the bulk of economic cycles of financial crises and banking collapses and recessions in the legacy financial sector. The deeper the bear market, the higher the bull market goes, and the life cycle of the Bitcoin standard pushes you to go further, allowing you to bask for a period of time as the price ticks upwards creating something of a global feedback loop of prosperity and flourishing in what has been built over the previous few years. But then comes the red candles, and the spike from the bears begin. The good times are finished for now, and working development must resume at a harder pace. The task of reallocating resources efficiently as possible begins in earnest, so that the purchasing power of Bitcoin remains, in the long run, on an upward trajectory. This hasn't been a long episode, just focusing in on what is going on in the Bitcoin world got me experimental and interested in the psychology of the bear market. I'm sure in the future there will be whole books on areas of economic interest in bear and bull market dynamics and its impact on the populace as a whole. At the moment we are interested in what we can learn from modest private experiments with Bitcoin and its cycles. To be as near to the epistemological centre of the social world as the great natural philosophers were to the natural world during the scientific revolution. How far can you push the unsustainable excesses in the bear market? How much work do you need to put 
into the bear market to get the most out of the bull? How much preparation for bull markets should you put in and how much change is needed in bull markets? That is all for this episode. Whether I have somewhat timed the bottom of the bear market correctly and we are in for a great 2023 and 2024 is unknown. We will find out sooner or later. Next time, I will be looking at the relationship between artificial intelligence and Bitcoin. Goodbye.